Hello everyone, welcome back to Board Guy Rambles into Phone. This week's episode is brought to you by the Kingdom of Saw. No, 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 never mind. No, no, it's it's definitely not. It's definitely not. Okay. Uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, let's see. It's been it's been a while since I've feel like I've done an episode that's not awards and not directly right before or after a pay-per-view. So this is kind of weird, to be honest. Feels like these have almost been completely done away with. But, uh, I guess we should talk about things. I guess. Considering what people thought happened earlier this week, myself included, uh, could still happen, might not, might, who knows, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, we know, we know that Vince is back and the company is getting sold, we don't necessarily know who it's gonna get sold to in the end, but, uh, if it gets sold to who we all thought it might get sold to on Tuesday night, that's a huge problem for everyone. Or anyone with any sound sense of logic, morals, whatever. Does this statement make sense? I'm not sure, and I'm not sure that I care. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean. It do, it doesn't matter if the, if the sentence made sense. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, when when Vince came back, I mean, if if he's coming back to sell it, I don't have an issue with that. I don't have a problem if he 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 came back to sell it, I really don't give a fuck if he wants to make money off of a company that he's basically been the owner of for a very long time. It would seem weird if someone else sold it, kind of, so... Yeah, as long as he's not in charge of the actual creative going forward, which he is not, uh, that's fine. Obviously, I mean, realistically, he shouldn't be part of the company. Obviously, we know that. But if he's solely there to sell the company, I don't have a personal problem with that. If if someone else does, I understand. I don't think you're wrong for feeling that way. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you can you can feel free to think I'm completely wrong in my opinion to think that I, or to say that I don't have a problem with that. Uh, because I mean, that's perfectly understandable in, in reality, he has no business having anything to do with the company anymore. It's just, he's there to sell the company, him not someone else selling the company isn't going to stop him from having a fuck ton of money. I really don't give a shit if he sells the company. And as long as it doesn't go to, to the trash that it, we thought it might go to, I really don't care. Cause then he's gone. 
is he not? I mean, that's the whole point of selling the company. If he sells the company, he will not have something to do with it anymore unless he sells it to Saudi Arabia. Now, when they first came up with the rumor a a week ago that Saudi Arabia could potentially buy it, I'm like, are, like, are, really? I'm like, they can't be that dumb. They can't be that dumb. I'm like, certainly, this is just somebody writing this on Twitter because they want you to talk about it and click something, and... But it's not an actual possibility. Like, certainly people will have... Enough people will tell Vince not to do that around him that he won't be so dumb that he would do that. Because you sell it to them, you're ruining it. For for a lot of people. Now, you we can all say, oh, they're... Oh, they're selling it to Saudi Arabia. Well, there goes the women's division. There goes this. There goes that. Whatever. Uh, I mean, we could say that. Uh, be alarmist. Real. Uh, real. In reality, that wouldn't be the case because that would just mean it would go private. Vince would still be the person and head of creative. At that point, Triple H would be gone. Vince would actually run creative. Or would Triple H still be there? I don't know. But uh, at, at, at worst, that would just be... Well, not at worst, but... It would it would be Vince is now in charge of creative again. It wouldn't get suddenly become drastically worse because of them owning it. But it would not improve. It would still be bad. Like, it would just be a typical shitty Vince McMahon booked show. Basically. And and with that, probably no hope for improvement. Maybe ever. At that point. Uh... Because at least with Triple H running things and somebody else in charge of, or somebody else owning the company, you could you could at least hope for better. the uh, The possibility is there that the every that things could continue to improve. Again, WWE is never going to get to exactly where we would like it to be. It would it will never be perfect it's it's whatever your ideal vision of what wwe is it's not getting there it's not going to as much as we would love it to that will not happen if i mean basically if you want wwe to become the ideal vision of what you want it to be you better make some a bunch of money a bunch of it and buy it yourself because that is the only way it's becoming what you want exactly so you better start some gofundmes or kickstarters or any versions of those of crowdfunding 
So you can buy WWE yourself if you want it to become exactly what you want it to be. But, uh, but yeah, if Saudi Arabia does end up buying it, because it is just because it didn't happen, and all the report and the reports that it said that they did were not true, that does not mean it could not happen. It is still a possibility. Now, just because that uh, that if that were to happen doesn't mean all those uh, drastic changes to the company that you could easily think could happen because of uh, how Saudi Arabia is. Just because that wouldn't necessarily happen doesn't mean it would... Like, everything would suddenly... Oh, that's not going to happen? Oh, it's okay. No, that's not true. Because every, everything is... It, it's Like, the talent could even end up making more money. Production value could go up, whatever. But it's all blood money. Like, no. And, uh... I'm pretty much... I pretty much would be done with them. And... Presumably that would be forever, because I assume that once Saudi Arabia buys it, I don't think it leaves them ever. I Like, I don't see when they would just randomly decide to sell it. Uh, I mean, I would hope, like, everyone I, that's there that I would like, I would hope would just get the fuck out at that point. But again, they might make more money. Maybe they not. Maybe some of them won't. Then you have to think it's like, if they stay there, then you have to question how much you like those people that stay there because of that. But uh, also, so like, so if that's if WWE were to be off the table of even wanting to watch them at all in that sense and AEW is not really doing anything for me not much and New Japan I'm kind of indifferent the only the only wrestling and which would theme, thus mean the only worthwhile wrestling to watch is stardom which everyone should be watching stardom anyway but uh that would basically mean that that's the only wrestling worth watching. And I don't know what would happen to this podcast if that were to happen, because as much as I talk about wrestling on here, and I don't really talk about Sardom on here that much. Uh, so, so that would probably, that would almost mean the, like, this podcast would potentially just become a hockey podcast every now and then. And I would just, that would pretty much be it because I, I don't, I wouldn't have much else to talk about. And like even the wrestling awards thing that I do at the end of the year, I don't even know if I'd be able to do that because it would just be stardom. So basically not that there's anything wrong with it just being stardom. It's just, not as much variety. Uh, so basically, we have to hope that whoever buys it is not Saudi Arabia. 
it's bad enough that they go there twice a year and have shows there and put like their best efforts into these shows sometimes. Not that they're all, not that, I mean, Elimination Chamber wasn't good. Uh, last year's Crown Jewel was, or whatever one it was, where, where Bailey didn't lose a last woman standing match. That one was fine. I still haven't, I still haven't watched Roman versus Logan Paul. Still haven't watched that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, the the one before that, that was that had an Edge versus Seth in a Hell in a Cell match. That was really good. Uh, but you know. Uh, it's bad enough that they have those. They put more effort into those shows than half their other ones. It's bad enough. You can't, you literally, you can't have your company owned by them. You can't. I have to at least be able to watch them and not feel like I'm compromising every, all of my beliefs every single time that I watch them. I can't have that. I can only compromise them so much. Uh, yeah. Uh, which we, uh, so. And, like, all my favorite wrestlers would have to leave. Because I can't... I don't want to not be able to watch the favorite, my favorite wrestlers. Because most of them are still in this company. No matter how bad this company can get. And, like, it... So, really, I, I need them to figure out who they are actually selling this to as quickly as possible. Because I, I don't want to sit here and then have them be like, two months from now, oh, it is still Saudi Arabia. Ha ha, it was true the whole time. Ha. No. You need to figure out which of those, that list of companies that you're actually selling it to. You need to figure it out. Get it done. Move on. Don't sell it to Fox either. Uh bad enough I have to listen to that shitty or see those shitty ass commercials for Fox News streaming service during Smackdown. Gotta get rid of that shit too. That's bad enough. That garbage. Uh, some of the other, like, pretty much any of the other ones on there be weird if it was on Netflix. Netflix would be weird. Amazon, same. So, like, I don't know. I feel like HBO, like, if it were to be on HBO Max and then, like, it doesn't have to be PG anymore, like, we don't, like, I'm not, I've never been an advocate for, oh, my God, it can't be PG, uh, but, like, I, I would like them to be able to tell better stories that aren't, confined to what they're confined to and you need to have for at least TV 14 for that. I'm not saying we need swears. I'm not saying, Oh, or 
I don't need sexually explicit content or something like that, like the Attitude Era was. Or I don't need a ton more violence or anything like that. I just want them to be able to tell better stories and that aren't confined to the restrictions that PG does. Not saying you can't have good stories that are PG. You can if you can write them and they they have existed. We have had good stories during the PG era. But we've also had a lot of garbage. And I mean, we could have a lot of garbage in any rating. That's not... Like, that. the, 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 the rating for the TV show is not why everything is terrible. It's terrible because of the writing. But it would be nice to not have all the limitations. Because some stories need to be more than just kid-friendly things. Because the kids will grow up too. And then the kids will get tired of it. So, uh, so HBO makes sense for me. NBC Universal slash Comcast, whatever, makes sense because they, they already have them on Peacock. So, I mean, that's basically the same thing. Disney uh, obviously makes sense. So we'll just end up having everything on Disney Plus instead, which is fine. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it is a little... Com- Everything being on Peacock is a little... Peacock is not the easiest thing to navigate. Disney Plus is a lot easier. Uh, Just their interface. Now, that's a Peacock problem. Them just, hey, uh, yeah, you just scroll around with your remote. Everything takes 20 extra seconds for it to actually happen than it should. Whatever. Uh, You know. Uh... And of course, if it's on Disney Plus, you might then WWE might randomly end up in the MCU somehow. You never know. I mean, up until a few weeks ago, you could have if you if they got bought by Disney, then you could have had Sasha Banks versus Costa Reeves, and just have them fight each other. It could have happened. That could have been a thing. Uh, not so much anymore. Uh, talk about that eventually uh yeah so yeah i mean definitely don't sell to saudi arabia that's the end that's the end i mean it's not the end of your company but it's the end of most people's interest in your company and like anyone with any semblance of mind clear mind any type of morals whatsoever. There's no re. I mean, if someone is ge- is genuinely excited about them to be bought by Saudi Arabia and doesn't live in Saudi Arabia, then you have to question them because there's no good reason for that. <laughs> there, like, like if 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 you tell someone that they actually got bought by Saudi, you they. They have no reason to be excited about. You can't say something. Oh, like the last few Saudi Arabia shows were were really good. It's like that had nothing to do with Saudi Arabia and everything to do with WWE actually trying because they think 
those are the shows that they should be trying the hardest for. That's not because of Saudi Arabia. That's because of WWE actually pressing the try button. And but also, don't don't let's not pretend that Saudi Arabia buying WWE is going to make WWE die. That's not going to happen. WWE is never going away. That's not going to happen. They make far too much money to ever just disappear in the next five years or whatever because Saudi Arabia bought them. Don't be that person either. Don't pretend that them being bought by W or by Saudi Arabia would be their death knell because they'll still exist. Everyone like you you can keep saying that they're going to die all you want. They're still going to exist. For fuck's sake, y- y'all been saying TNA is going to die for 15 years now, and they still exist. Somehow, like, I don't know how, but they still exist. And if TNA can do it somehow, certainly some, a company with as much money as it has, like WWE has, certainly they will be around for a, a bunch longer, too. Like, certainly... I mean, surely stuff could happen where WWE could possibly no longer exist, but that's not in the next five to ten years. That's that's way far in our future, if that were to be the case. It's not a fi- it's not a five to ten year thing. It, potentially not even in our lifetimes. Like, I, I mean, like, I can't estimate how long, but it certainly would take more than five to ten years if TNA, a company with far less money, can still exist now after all the shit that's happened there. Come on. Uh. Yeah. Uh. These are things I wish they would have done, considered, either after WrestleMania or before I bought an airline ticket. Because now the fact that you you do this now and like if that were to happen, it's like well fuck I I already have an airline ticket to Los Angeles that I cannot sell. To go to WrestleMania. I don't know how the fuck I would. That that's just a dilemma I don't need. Now, I bought this ticket before this was that would have been a possibility. I don't feel bad that I uh, I bought the ticket that I bought the airline ticket. So like I don't feel like I did something wrong by buying there the ticket to WrestleMania because of this happening afterwards. I mean, like how, how would I have known that Vince McMahon could go full stupid, like to a level of that no one has ever seen before, because this is dumber than anyone could have ever possibly imagined Vince McMahon doing. It's like, you have like, I understand if you want to sell your company, but you want it to have, like, if you wanted to have any kind of legacy whatsoever, 
you can't sell it over there because then every legacy it ever had is immediately gone. Just like that. Well, it's like, it's like you, like you do that. And I'm like, I've been watching this company since 2001. It's 2023 now. So that's like 22 years of my life. 22. And you sell it. And if you were to sell it to them, that was like, what were those 22 years for? Frustration? With some happiness thrown in? And then just everything taken away? Everything? Because, like, as long as you to sell it to somebody that is at least moderately normal... Like, even if I'm unhappy with it, there's still people there I like, and it could get better eventually. You know? But, so, like, like, even if they did sell it to them, like, right now, I'd still be going to WrestleMania, because I can't justify throwing $500 away for that those airline tickets. To go there and come back, obviously. Uh, so, I would go there, and that would be the end. That would be the last time I, I watched them until they either... Until I, I die, or they s- get sold back from Saudi Arabia to a normal person. But, I mean, if even if Saudi Arabia sold it, doesn't mean it's going to sell to a, a normal company afterwards. Does it? Not really. Uh... So, uh, that would have been the end, and it would have been sad, and then I wouldn't even been, I wouldn't even been super excited to be there. Because, like, even if WrestleMania turns out to not be as amazing as it could have been when I originally made that fantasy card and all that several, several months ago, which it doesn't seem like is gonna happen, uh... I'm still excited to go. I've never been to California before. I've never been to uh, uh, WrestleMania in a stadium. Uh, I've been to a Royal Rumble in a stadium. That didn't go very well, as we know. Uh, but, I, like, I'm excited to go. And, I like, I don't want that taken away from me. It's like, I... I, I I would go. I wouldn't feel bad that I went because I bought the ticket before... Uh, all of that would have happened, and so on, but, I mean, at the same time, while I can't sell the $500, uh, airline ticket, like, I could always not go, not have to spend the $400 that I'm gonna have to spend on the hotel that I will be staying at, and not spend all the money that I will end up having to spend on food while I'm there and any sort of travel that I do while I am there by car because I'm not going to have a rental car. So anywhere I go, if I can't walk there, I will have to take an Uber and that's going to be ex- expensive enough. So like, the, and, the, and if I don't go, then, well, I, unless I just still take those days off of work, if I don't go, then I won't be losing 
money for not working. So technically, I could stay home from the, and not go and make my money back because because I won't be losing four days of work. I won't be losing the amount of money for the hotel. I won't be losing the amount of money for how what a, all meals while I'm there, basically. So, it still co- will cost me more to go than it would be to not go, actually. Like, I could probably not go, and the $500 I spent on their airfare and the $100 I spent on the ticket to WrestleMania itself could probably be made up. Or at least made up most of it. But, still want to go uh and hopefully it won't get sold to trash we can hope uh of course i of course hate the discourse around this of the wrestling community at large because I, I I need I need you all to realize that even if this were to happen, even if WWE sold to Saudi Arabia, that doesn't suddenly make AEW better than them, product-wise. The only way your product is better than WWE's is if it actually is better than WWE's product. It doesn't become better just because one of them is owned by trash. It's owned by trash right now. And it's not and AEW's product is not better than it. They're they both have good stuff and they both have shit. They're about equal at best. But yeah. Pro, the product of either show does not become better or or worse because one of them is suddenly owned by trash, even though it's been owned by trash the entire time. And Tony Khan is also trash, by the way. They're all trash. And I don't want to hear about the stupid tone. Oh, the, uh, AEW wants to buy WWE. Fuck that shit. First off, that's never going to happen. Vince will never sell to them. That will not happen. And that will be just as bad for business as, as it, uh, Saudi Arabia buying WWE. They need to be owned by different people because we don't just we don't need Tony Khan just getting an entire new entire set of more people he could push for three weeks and then push aside for so many else for Action Andretti or some shit like that. No, y'all like. The worst people that could buy WWE Saudi Arabia. The second worst is Tony Khan. For different reasons, obviously. We're not equating Tony Khan to having the same kind of values over there, but... So, let's clarify. All the way at the bottom... Well, no. Let's... I don't know who the best person to buy them is. We're going to put them just like like Disney or HBO or something at the top. And I'm 
and I'm not saying this is so far above anyone else that's below them besides the people who are at the very bottom, uh, then, like, I guess, un- under that tier, there there's NBC Universal slash Comcast, because that's basically status quo, nothing happens. Then there's pretty much anyone else. Then there's Fox. Maybe Tony Khan's above Fox. Maybe not. Then there, then there's Tony Khan, and then there's 12 billion miles of trash, and then there's Saudi Arabia on, under that. That that's that's the tears of who could buy WWE, basically. To clarify, so just just so we're clear, there's 30 million miles of tra- of trash between Tony Khan and Saudi Arabia. Let's so nobody is thinking I'm equating Tony Khan to Saudi Arabia cuz that's not the same. Those are not the same. But he's still the second worst par- uh, party to potentially buy them besides maybe Fox. And I don't want sign. I I I'd like. I I watched most of AEW on Wednesday, and I saw signs like related to Saudi Arabia buying WWE. It's like you you guys know that didn't actually happen, right? So before you make that sign, you gotta realize that that didn't happen, and the only reason people thought that that happened. It's because someone on wrestling Twitter decided to say it was so. Because somebody made this up, a bunch of other people saw it, decided it was real, and then those people tweeted it, more people saw that, and it just kept spreading and spreading because more people kept saying it. But the first person was wrong, and thus everyone else was wrong, and thus you should realize this and there's no reason to make a sign because you're blaming WWE getting sold for getting sold to Saudi Arabia which didn't even happen so your sign is stupid <laughs> like you literally made a sign about how ever, all of us got worked and you're blaming yourself getting worked in like on the actual company, it's like, no, just some dumbass on Twitter said some shit. Wrestling fans are so fucking dumb. This is why we can't have nice things. But yeah, I would, uh, I would really like it if they figured out who they were selling it to as quickly as possible. Uh, that's enough about that. I think that's 35 minutes about that. That's plenty. I don't want to talk too much about what's going on, really, because Royal Rumble's in two weeks, so the predictions for that will be in two weeks. I wish I was more excited than I am. Like, I wish I could strongly believe that Sami Zayn will win the Royal Rumble. And while I don't think it's impossible, I'm not predicting this to happen. 
Uh, I'm assuming Cody will win, or maybe even The Rock. Uh, I mean, those pay-per-view posters and match graphics, they, they're really electric. They're all seeming to look away at something that's not on the poster that's very electric. You never know. I mean, the Extreme Rules posters had a bunch of bright white shit in them. There he was. So, I'm not... I'm less certain that that suddenly... That really means that The Rock will be in the Royal Rumble and win. Then I will... I don't know. But it's a possibility that's there. I'm... I'm not against a Rock versus Roman match. I'm just not for one at WrestleMania for a belt. Because then you know, well, who cares? Roman won. You already knew that before it happened. Not that I necessarily want The Rock to beat Roman Reigns. I just want to not know beforehand who will win. That's what... What matters most to me about a wrestling match is... Not knowing who's going to win before I watch it. So I could at least have the belief that either of them could. If The Rock faces Roman Reigns for a title belt, Roman Reigns is going to win. Because The Rock isn't winning a championship. It's not happening. Now, if it was the main event of SummerSlam and not WrestleMania, I wouldn't have so much of a problem with it. Because it's just SummerSlam, as compared to WrestleMania, at least. Uh, SummerSlam is still a bigger deal. Uh, Could Roman defend on both nights? Sure, he could. We don't know that he will. I don't know what could lead to that happening. Like, he... I don't know what you would, what kind of scenario would need to exist for Roman to defend both titles suddenly when he hasn't been doing so so far. Unless they just came out and announced, hey, we're splitting up the belts. And yeah, so Roman's going to defend both of them. They would have to just actively show up on, have Triple H show up and say, we're splitting them up, he's going to defend both, and then we'll see what happens from there. They are not one title anymore. That's basically what would happen, because Roman's not going to just be like, hi, I'm going to defend both knights. That's not Roman's character. Roman's character wouldn't do that. So, and like, you could do the thing where two people hit the the floor at the same time thing with the Royal Rumble that's been done before, but then, like, why wouldn't two of them just have a match at at Elimination Chamber at worst? I don't know. You could have one... But, like, you could have... So, realistically, if that were to happen, I think some Triple H would just have to be like, hey, it's it's not one title anymore, and you're defending both at WrestleMania... Royal Rumble, 
winner gets to choose which title that he wants to go for, and then the elimination chamber will be to determine who will face you for the other one, I guess. That could happen. That could be a thing. Uh, the, the, the thought that Cody Rhodes could just win the Royal Rumble after just... He had a three-month feud with Seth, had the most overrated match of that of last year, and it's like, we, nobody likes him. You can't act like the actual obvious WrestleMania challenger, Sami Zayn, isn't more popular than Cody Rhodes has ever been. You can't pretend that. If you actually think Cody Rhodes is more popular than Sami Zayn, you're freaking weird. He's not a better wrestler. He's not a better anything. If you want to have Cody challenge one night and Sami challenge the second night, fuck it, go ahead. I don't care. If you want to have The Rock challenge one night and Sami challenge the other night, fuck it, I don't care. If you want to have The Rock challenge one night and Cody Rhodes challenge the other night, fuck that. No. You could have one of them challenge for one belt and Sammy challenge for the other one. But it can't be the two of them or just one of them and Sammy not included. No. As far as the women's rumble is concerned... Fuck, I don't even know anymore. I don't know. In two, in two weeks when I'm doing predictions for that, I have no idea what I'm going to lock in, really. Charlotte came back on the last episode of the, of the year and just randomly won the belt back uh, from Ronda. She also came back just in time to win, to retake most overrated superstar of the year for 2022 from Mandy Rose. If you didn't realize that I actually went back and changed my awards, I did. It happened. It was a combination of her doing that and how they unjustly fired Mandy Rose. Because even though I don't like Mandy Rose and think she sucks at wrestling, because she does suck at wrestling... There's no reason she should have been fired for what she was fired for. This is this is how ridiculous WWE is. They had plenty of valid reasons to fire M- Mandy Rose for as long as she's worked there. And they somehow chose the one reason, maybe a few other reasons, I guess, but they somehow decided to go with one reason that would make me mad at them for it. She has, there's no reason she can't do whatever the fuck she wants on the side and get, make money for it. I don't give a fuck about Mattel. I don't give a fuck about if you told her three times. They are, uh, what's it called? Uh, they aren't employees. They're, uh, independent contractors. Those Independent contractors are allowed to do what they want on the side. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you could have just chosen to fire her for lack of talent at any time. But you chose to fire her for that, which is garbage. Now, I know she's going to do just fine. 
I'm not worried about her future. And I don't necessarily want her to come back or anything. But what you did was bullshit. So, like, if she sued you, I wouldn't be mad about it. I shouldn't have to feel bad about her being gone. She should have been gone a long time ago. And again, that doesn't mean she wasn't overrated the entire time just because WWE fired her unjustly. She she is still just as overrated now as she was before this happened. That she's even getting awards in magazines that say she's the most improved. So apparently it's not just the five, like five people who have told me that she's improved that are wrong. There's actually a lot of people out there who are incredibly wrong about this. So. Which almost makes me want to still give her most overrated of the year and take it back from Charlotte. To be honest. Maybe they're co-winners. That That's about as much as I could say about that. But, uh... I, uh, don't really have much time to talk more today. But I did not really want to end the podcast here. So, I'm going to take a break. And I'm going to come back tomorrow night, probably. And you'll never know the difference that I did this on different days. But... Except for the fact that I just told you. So, break time. Alright, so we're back for part two. Uh, Where did I leave off? I think I was essentially warning Mandy Rose and Charlotte co-winners, or co-most overrated superstar of 2022... Because they were. Uh, but I think I digressed into that from thinking of what could happen at the Royal Rumble. And this is not me locking in any predictions or anything. I already, I did talk about the Men's Rumble as much as I can. We confirmed that Cody Rhodes is coming back at the Royal Rumble today on Raw. We... All, everyone with the brain knew that the second he was hurt, so why they thought this was breaking news, especially considering they've been showing video packages for him for the past two weeks uh, as well, why they thought this was breaking news, no one knows. Like, we knew this. Everyone knew this. Stop acting like we're supposed to be surprised. I will say, knowing... Two weeks in advance that he he's going to be there makes his chances of winning a little bit less. A little bit. I won't say that it certainly that means he's certainly not going to win or anything, but uh, not knowing for sure if he'd be there, which everyone would still know because just them not announcing it. Uh, and then him showing up, well, yeah, surely he's winning, obviously. Because, you know, when people get hurt and then they come back, that means they automatically have to win the Royal Rumble and get a title shot. Win, lose, 
doesn't matter. I say this knowing full well that Edge got hurt a few years ago, came back and won the Royal Rumble, and I'm not saying that when he came back from being in retirement, I'm saying he, when he got hurt in the quote-unquote best wrestling match ever to ever exist, he got hurt in that, and then won the Royal Rumble the year later, and that was great. Also, I knew he was going to, and I was happy about it, because Edge is my favorite wrestler, and no, that's not not hypocrisy, because Cody Rhodes fucking sucks. So, suck on them else. Uh, anyone who tells you they want Cody Rhodes to win is lying to you, because he is mid. It's been mid for a long time. Once again, I will say this plenty of times. The best thing Cody Rhodes has ever done, ever, in his entire life career, has been on an episode of Warehouse 13. Which made me watch Warehouse 13, because a friend of mine asked me to watch, go over to his house to watch it with him, because he watched Warehouse 13 already, and he knows I like wrestling. And at the time, I did like Cody Rhodes. Actually, at the time, did I? I'm not even sure, actually. That was that might have been before I started to like him. And then I st pretty much just stopped liking him after he left the company to begin with. And then he became a problem. He was fine the first time he was here. But then he went and did some other bullshit and made himself to made it seem like he was some kind of gift to wrestling or something. Like, hi, I'm so mad at Triple H for some reason that I'm going to make my entire fucking company with some other guys who are all better than me and then be sad when other guys start showing up here that are also better than me to the point where the people that work here don't need me anymore or don't even want me anymore. So I'm going to go back to that first place that I left. And then they're just going to push me because I'm going to be like the big guy that came over from that one company that's their main competition right now. And since I'm the guy who chose to leave to come here, I'm going to be a big deal here now because that's going to be, seem like a win. Even though when people go to that company from this company that I'm going back to, they show up there, and they're supposed, that's supposed to be some kind of a win. And it's like, half the time, not so much. And a lot of the time, it's just, ha, we got this guy who used to be in your company. Ha! And then you use him for three weeks, and then they don't do anything. Uh, yeah. That's that's the entire reason he came back to WWE, so they could use him as the AEW uses for people who are just left WWE, and now half the people who left WWE because they got fired for stupid reasons went back there. And some of them probably wish that they could. But yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways, he's definitely going to be in the Royal Rumble, so hopefully, and hopefully, he won't be number thirty. 
uh, because if he's number 30, it's going to be like, who? it's a surprise, it's a surprise. It's like, no, it's just Cody Rhodes. Everyone knew it was go- he was in the Rumble, and here he is. Uh, so, no. Number 30 will be The Rock. Probably. Uh, I wonder if him being announced to be in the Royal Rumble now is because they confirmed that The Rock is going to be in it. It's a possibility. Not necessarily true, could po- but could possibly be true because, hey, you know he's coming back to Royal Rumble, but like if you didn't know he was coming back at the Royal Rumble and then he showed up, huge big surprise return, kind of. And then The Rock shows up later, huge bigger surprise return, kind of. Uh, and I say kind of because it's not I, because of surprise. It's not a surprise at all. But, obviously, the Rock return would overshadow his return. So, if they were both a surprise, he'd probably want to have one known beforehand. Man, I thought we were going to have so much more interesting things happening for this year's Road to WrestleMania. I thought WrestleMania 39 was going to be a much bigger deal than it probably will be because it's going to it would be Triple H's first WrestleMania as head of creative and I mean he doesn't do everything right obviously but he's certainly better at doing it than Vince and that should at least mean it should be better than years past And even if you say, oh, WrestleMania 38 turned out to be good, it's like nobody thought it was going to be. It looked like a huge shit show going in. And I'm not saying it was amazing. I'm saying it was better than expectations. And when your expectations are low, it's easy to pass them. 37 was pretty decent. As well, had two really good main events. Some other good stuff on it. 36 is what it was. Uh, 35 had great moments on it. Uh, Every world title changing in, Becky winning at the end was awesome. I... I struggle to look back at 35 and outside of, oh, these moments were awesome. I struggle to see anything on that show that was spectacular outside of those moments. And Brian versus Kofi was was really good. But, like, we could all agree the main event, as much as the moment was great. Well, we all know Sasha versus Bianca was the better one. Uh, we all know that. Uh, wouldn't say it was the bigger moment, but it was the better match, certainly. Uh, still a big moment. Still a really big moment in its own right. It just can't be the first, because it wasn't the first. Uh, and we need to keep having women's main events at WrestleMania is every year, by the way. Every year that WrestleMania is two nights, there needs to be a women's main event because the women's Royal Rumble winner gets one and the men's Royal Rumble winner gets the other one. 
That's how it's supposed to go. So, I don't see that happening this year either. We didn't get it last year, and I don't see it coming this year. I don't give a shit if Stone Cold had a match. I don't give a shit. Women's Royal Rumble winner gets one. Men's Royal Royal Rumble winner gets the other one. I don't even like Ronda Rousey, but she should have still gotten it. I wouldn't even watch the match because it was Ronda versus Charlotte. But it still should have happened that way. Uh, Yeah. I assume Edge is going to be back at the Royal Rumble. I'm wondering what he is going to do at WrestleMania. That's one of the things I'm most interested in seeing what happens because it's going to be his last WrestleMania apparently. And that is, that is one thing that's going to hold me on to going to the show, no matter what happens with it being bought is because it's going to be Edge's last one. Or as far as we know, it will be because as far as we know, he's still intending to not be wrestling past August whenever the last the next Raw in Toronto is in August, that that is the end. Uh, Unless that changes, which it could. Uh, But until then, as far as we know, this is Edge's last WrestleMania, and I'm going to end up going to it either way, whether it's still owned by, or if it's bought by some pile of trash, or if it's not. uh, That's going to make me end up going regardless. Uh... Edge is basic. Uh, Edge is basically my favorite wrestler of all time at this point. Uh, anyone that was in that spot beforehand got moved out of the way. Uh, so I I will see his last WrestleMania match. I'm personally hoping he has a match against John Cena, if John Cena is able to be at the show. Because they're I mean they are talking about him being there. I certainly don't want him to see. Cena to be facing Austin frickin' Theory. Austin Theory doesn't deserve that shit. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping we get the one-on-one Ed Cena match at WrestleMania that we should have got at WrestleMania 25, and fuck, Edge can win that one. Why not? Uh, I would find it, you know, well. There's, there's one thing that would make me interested in an Edge versus somebody from Judgment Day feud, and it's not really that I want to see that match, really, because I've already talked about how much I did not care for that I quit match. I didn't really care for Edge going against the Judgment Day after I got kicked out of it for stupid reasons. Uh, I just think it would be interesting if Edge versus, uh, I guess it would be Finn, happened at WrestleMania, and Ultra Bridge played both of them to the ring, with different songs. I'm like, have we ever had that happen? That opponents were faced each other at a show and had the same band play them to the ring with different songs. Uh, and I'm talking one-on-one. I'm not talking that shitty-ass Kid Rock concert where everyone in that Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal entered to, during his music. That doesn't count. That's not the same thing. Uh, I know The Rock and Cena had, uh, musical enter, uh, music performances before their entrances at WrestleMania 28, 
I also happened to watch that today. Uh, but it wasn't by the same person, and they did not enter to those songs. Those were just performances before their entrances. Uh, so I think that would be interesting if if that were to happen. Because, like, you you can't have one of them play one person's song and not play the other one. And obviously the Judgment Day would come out first, and then they'd be playing it. It's like, well, it'd be really funny if it didn't happen, but of course it's going to. Uh, I, I don't know... I, I I am I would almost, I'm fairly positive Ultra Bridge will be there, especially since his it's his last WrestleMania, and they were supposed to at 37 apparently, or 36, not 37. They were supposed to at 36, but COVID happened, and then uh, it's it's their last opportunity, and they have a show in California the day before, uh, or on the day of. Uh, night one, they have a show in California. So they're going to be in the area, and it's the his last WrestleMania. I'm pretty positive they're going to play Edge's music. I want them to play Judgment Days too. I'm not sure they will. I mean, it would be, be silly to not have it happen, because they'd be there, and everyone at WrestleMania has special entrances. Although, I don't know if they would, because Judgment Day are heels. And maybe they don't want to heck, heck, give them a live live band playing their music. But if you're going to pay Ultra Bridge to be there, why not pay them for two? I don't know. So, uh, and Judgment Day are trying to be, are like, probably think they're cool heels. So, of course they would have it. And, you know, uh, Everyone has their special entrances. Just do it. Uh, but again, I, I don't really want to see Edge versus Finn there. I'm wondering if Edge is just going to show up in the Royal Rumble and that's going to be his return. But you would almost have to think that it's going to be something more aimed at Judgment Day. I think they're having their tag title match next week. And it is the Raw 30th thing. So, probably Edge is going to interfere in that. I don't really know why you would help Judgment Day, or help uh, Bloodline, but... You know, I, I mean, I feel like that makes more sense if it was, like, Bloodline versus Judgment Day versus... Uh, Street Profits or New Day or something. Something like that, and it comes out and... He, Edge, when Judgment Day looks like they're about to win, here comes Edge, stops them. But then, uh, whoever the faces are, well, it wouldn't be New Day, they're tag champs in NXT. Uh, whoever, whoever the faces are, uh, we'll just say Street Profits in this instance, get distracted by this, and then Uso is retained that way. Uh, yeah. So... That's, uh... How I assume that will go. Well, it just Edge interferes next week. They're bringing all a bunch of random people back for next year or next week. That fuck, I don't give a shit about half of them. Uh, 
At least Undertaker will be there, I guess. As shitty as his political beliefs are, still like the Undertaker. Uh, but it's just like, oh, Kane. Nobody wants to see Kane in 2023. Nobody. Not one single person. Get rid of this fucker. Stop ever. Stop trying to bring. Kane, stop forcing Kane on us. Uh, in Bailey versus Becky in a cage match. Apparently, we did not leave cage matches in 2022. So, hashtag no more cage matches 2023. Sorry. Didn't I start this in 2020? No more cage matches 2020. Yes, I did. It was, in fact, it was around the Royal Rumble, I think. So it, it's pretty much the birthday of this slogan. No more cage matches 2023. Three years old now. Pretty much. I don't know the exact day. But one of these days, we're going to get cage matches out of wrestling because they're boring as fuck. If you don't realize that cage matches are boring as fuck, I don't know what's wrong with you. How are you entertained by this? Hell in a Cell matches are great. Elimination Chamber matches are great. Regular-ass cage matches are boring. I'm sorry. It's not because there's no blood. They're just boring. There's nothing interesting about them. You just try, it's one person tries to escape and then fails, and then the other person does, and then it fails, whoop to do uh, Sure, you could make it be pinfall or submission, but if you're going to do that, have a fucking Hell in a Cell match instead! It's better! That's pinfall and submission, and there's more cage! And there's weapons! And, well, it's more likely no one will interfere in a Hell in a Cell match than it is than a regular cage match because it's easier for a cage match. Doesn't mean there won't be interference in a Hell in a Cell match, but there's less opportunity. There's no reason for there to be cage matches. And last year I finally got to see a Hell in a Cell match, and it somehow became a strap match inside of Hell in a Cell match. You somehow gave me, finally, you gave me one of the matches, one of my favorite match types that I've wanted to see live for years, and you suddenly made it a, a small, uh, and a smaller version, well, not even a smaller version, you made, you put a match type I've ne I never want to see ever again, that being strap match, no more strap matches 2023, inside this Hell in a Cell match, so you made it worse. And you also made it so Cody Rhodes worked hurt and was incredibly irresponsible and people decided they respected him for it and didn't think he was being completely irresponsible and should, first off, whoever decided that he was allowed to work hurt should not be working at that company anymore. And you should never, we shouldn't, and this guy might win the Royal Rumble because he decided, yes, 
I can work with a torn peck. I totally might not be endangering anyone else I could be working with at the same time. Huh. That's worth rewarding. No. You know what I love? I love when I'm told that it doesn't make any fucking sense for Bailey to win the title. Just for Alexa Bliss to probably do so instead. I was told after Bailey lost two opportunities in a championship that she should just leave. Now, I don't know if that mean I don't know if that really means she just go do something else in the company or go to SmackDown or not be in I don't know. Or does that mean just leave the company? Because that's not how wrestling works. If you don't win the title, that doesn't mean you leave the company. But I was t I was told that I she should leave. What so whatever the fuck that means to you. Now, as much as it is a bitter pill to swallow that Bailey lost two invalid matches to Bianca. I could at least understand it to a point because Bianca is great and she is a star. I could swallow that pill even if ultimately it was wrong and will always be wrong no matter what anyone says. Bailey absolutely should have won the title the first opportunity she had to do so. Because that is how you book factions. But, in the world where she didn't, which is unfortunately the world we live in, now, Bianca is feuding with Alexa Bliss, and it is hard for me to believe that Alexa Bliss is not going to end up coming out of this feud without the title. With everything that they're doing, I do not know how she does not end up winning the title at the Royal Rumble. Uh, assuming it's not a normal match where she could potentially be disqualified or something. Because I'm assuming after the first one, there's not going to be disqualifications on that match. First off, she shouldn't even be getting a title match, a second title match, because she got herself disqualified. Don't give me, and do not give me shit that, 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 no, oh, it was a no contest. No one cares. No one cares. She was disqualified. She punched the... She attacked the referee. That is a disqualification. That is quintessential disqualification. 
You hit you hit the rough, DQ. Immediate. You don't get another title match. No. Not when you're the challenger, anyway. Now, if Bianca attacked the referee, that would be a different story. But Bianca didn't attack the referee. Bianca was just in the middle of the match. And Alexa got... Alexa cost herself her own title match. You don't get another title match that way. But she's going to get another one. I think they confirmed it today. Uh, she's going to win. We passed over Bailey for this. We passed over giving Bailey her rightful championship for this. I hope you're ready for this garbage. Charlotte's the other champion. We're we're about to go right back to the mediocre white blonde era of 2018. We, apparently, we didn't leave this in the past where it belonged. Because we're about to go right back to it. It's 2023. Fuck. I mean, unless Uncle Howdy costs her the match, suddenly, for some reason, which I guess is impossible, but... It's hard for it. I can forgive them for not giving Bailey the title. I can't forgive them for not giving Bailey the title and then giving it right to Alexa Bliss instead. Alexa Bliss has not gotten better. In fact, she's probably worse. Because now she's... So, after... We all know how awful her title reigns were. If you've listened to my podcast, if you've listened to anything I've talked about out in the past, if you've... You, you know well enough how horrible her title reigns were. And I've only subsequently not talked about her nearly as much because she was then removed from the singles title scene for the most part she challenged a few times but she never was really in in danger of becoming the champion again uh at no point was i worried that she would win it at that in the after she lost it the second time to ronda i was ne- i was never worried about it after that she won tag titles. I don't give a fuck if she wins tag titles. That's closer to her place on the show. But, I mean, if, if you follow me long enough and you listen to the one particular post about her title reigns, you know how awful they were. 
Now, again, and again, I stopped talking about her so much in the meantime because I didn't need to. I don't have a problem with her being on the show. That's fine. She can be on the show. I don't have a, like, I don't have a problem with people being on the show. No matter what, how good they are or how bad they are in terms of talent. But you keep the bad talent at the bottom and you keep the good talent at the top. Until the bad talent gets better to the point where they're actually worth going higher up. Alexa Bliss peaked in NXT. She hasn't gotten better. Her title reigns were awful. Since then, it's just been a bunch of mediocre nonsense that really didn't matter. Tag team with Nikki Cross. I mean, I guess you can consider that tag team a success for her. Because somehow I liked her more than I liked Nikki Cross in that tag team. Which is weird, because I wouldn't have expected that, but apparently I also just really don't like Nikki Cross. Uh, but then they paired her with Bray Wyatt, ruined Bray Wyatt, stole his gimmick, and then he, Bray was gone, but then she was still being whatever the fuck she was just because the Fiend put his hand in her mouth that one time, which was weird and strange and should not have happened. Ugh. And then suddenly she had powers, which the Fiend shouldn't have had supernatural powers, and Alexa Bliss does not have supernatural powers. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, she's just person. And then she has a stupid-ass doll that she now has to carry around with her a lot. I really wish she would change her theme song back to what it was so I know it's her, know it's her when she's coming out as opposed to what fucking song is this? I'm like, oh, it's a lots of bus. Let's turn off the television. Uh, like two, because two seconds of it, of potentially seeing her is bad enough. It was like, if I could just hear a theme that I know it's hers, I could just turn it off immediately and never see her. Uh, yeah, ruined Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was gone, stole the gimmick, and then was gone for a while. Came back, still has a stupid doll is kind of irrelevant. Bray Wyatt comes back, and now we're associating her with him again? Stop this now, immediately. We want... we. Everyone was happy Bray Wyatt came back. And while he hasn't physically interacted with her himself, the fact that this is still happening and this Uncle Howdy is showing up on both shows, obviously it's connected somehow. We don't want them connected. Keep them away from each other. She had a stranglehold on the title she shouldn't have had for like two years, and it was awful. Then she ruined one of the main acts of the company that I liked after that, with a small time in between where she just kind of existed. And I would like her to not ruin the one of the main male acts of the company that I like again. I would like him to still be there, and there is some issues with what they're doing with him anyway, but we don't need 
added Alexa Bliss to this problem, as uh, we could just, like, it's already has his story is being, like, stagnated and just prolonged over the course of three months, it seems, and he's finally having his first match at the Royal Rumble, but we don't need to add Alexa Bliss to this. That's not going to help anything. And she's all, all that's going to do is ha- continue to have her ruin one of the few male acts in the company that I actually like. And I, I shouldn't say few anymore. There's more than there was at the, at, at the time when she ruined it the first time. <clears throat> but still. Stop it. But she's going to win the title when Bailey could have instead. Y'all fucked this up. So badly. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I don't get the feeling that I am. It's like, when did we suddenly decide that we thought Alexa Bliss was good now? It's 2023. We as a society have moved past this. We've moved past her. We demand better than this. She didn't get better. She wasn't good and she didn't get better. We've moved past this as a a society, as a wrestling community. We must demand better than this. Demand better than Charlotte. Demand better than Alexa Bliss. Demand better than Ronda Rousey. Demand better than Raquel Rodriguez. And all the crappy people that they push on us. We deserve better. Demand it. Everyone. I don't want to be the only person yelling into a phone about this. It's 2023. We lived this in 2018, 2017. And I don't I don't fucking know what's going to happen with the Royal Rumble at this point. I thought it was the lock or or one of the four people maybe, three people. But now fuck, I don't know. It could have I mean, it could still be one of those few people. But at this rate, I don't even know what it's going to be anymore. Like, I thought we were getting Ronda versus Becky, and we were getting Rhea versus Bianca, if Bianca was still the champion, or maybe Bianca versus Charlotte, because Bianca wanted to face Charlotte. Maybe that could have happened. But now... Charlotte shows up, she wins the title. Okay. Well, I mean... Rhea could still win. Is Rhea facing Bianca? Is Rhea facing Charlotte? I mean, because after Bianca... Or after Bailey was done with the title, or being in title matches anyway, uh, sure, it seems like Rio versus Bianca seems like the obvious thing to us. That's the thing. It feels like the obvious thing to us. But unlike 
the seemingly obvious people that could win the Royal Rumble, where we also kind of wrote that, spoke that into existence too, because who real like you can't tell me they really thought Cody Rhodes should have won the Royal Rumble. It's like I think we all just t- tweeted that that was going to happen, and they just saw it, and it's like, oh, of course, duh. Uh, to me, I mean, Rhea feels like an obvious potential choice to win, of course, yeah. But have they really been booking her like she's definitely going to a little bit, but also... No, not necessarily. That doesn't mean she won't win the Rumble. I guess it doesn't... There's no definitive way for somebody to be booked before the Royal Rumble for them to win it. I guess. But, like, she's just doing Judgment Day shit for the most part. And she looks really strong in doing so. But that doesn't mean she's going to win the Royal Rumble. Maybe that just means she's going to have a strong showing and then not win, and then she's going to, I don't know, do more Judgment Day shit. That being said, Rhea could win the Rumble, and instead of facing Bianca, she could end up facing Charlotte. Maybe. People were talking about how Rhea was supposedly supposed to face Ronda, which made no sense whatsoever. They're both heels. Uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Rhea faces Charlotte. Then who faces Bianca? That is, if Bianca's still the champion. What if Bianca's not the champion at WrestleMania? Then what? Then, are you telling me Alexa Bliss is the champion going into WrestleMania? That would be awful, but it could happen. Would she just face Bianca again? Because we've seen that. About to be twice. So, I mean, really, we've reached a point where Bianca has to be the champion going into WrestleMania. Otherwise, she just fucked it up. You're gonna, you're not gonna have anything interesting for that title going into WrestleMania if Bianca is not the champion. Bianca versus Rhea is 100% the way to go at this point. Uh, I mean, Becky could win the Rumble, but she's won it before. That doesn't interest me anymore. Bailey could win it. I don't really see why she. Would. I'm not ruling it out, especially if she loses the cage match. She has a slightly better chance of winning the Rumble. Unless she wins the cage match, then she's definitely not. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Becky could face Charlotte. I'm like, well, I mean, you could have Charlotte versus Becky versus Bailey. You could have Be- 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 uh, Bianca versus Rhea on one side, and you could have some weird horsewoman thing on the other side, because why not? I mean, you can't have the four horsewomen Fatal 4-Way anymore, because Sasha's not there anymore. So, <coughs> that's uh, that's a possibility there. You could do that. It'd be weird, but at this point, I just want to know what the fuck Bailey's doing, and it better be a significant fucking match. 
I don't give a shit if she's a champion. I don't even know if I give a shit if she wins. But she has to have a match. She can't just be in Damage Control's corner in a tag title match. Nope. That is not a thing. Bailey was left out of WrestleMania 37 because of bullshit. She carried your company through the pandemic and she was rewarded by being thrown down the ramp by the fucking Bella Twins. Somehow the Bella Twins always ruin everything. Uh... And then she couldn't be at last year's. So she has to have a, a real match at WrestleMania. End of fucking story. And if you don't, well, then I'm going to sue you. I don't know how, but I will. It will happen. Don't worry about it. Because uh, that's false advertisement. I was, If I expect Bailey to have an actual match, even if it's only for five minutes, I don't give a shit. I expect it to happen. That's why I'm going. That and Edge are why I'm going in particular. I expect that to happen. And for some reason, you're not having money in the bank on WrestleMania like you could have. And that would have been an easy spot to put her in. And you don't even have to worry about it. But no, you're doing money in the bank in England. When you were talking about putting him back on WrestleMania. Even though, you know, because, you know, this is where... Money in the Bank originated WrestleMania in Hollywood in at WrestleMania 21. That would have been a perfect opportunity. You do one ladder match one night, you do the other one the other night. Simple. And she's just in the ladder match. And again, it does not matter if she wins. She just has to be in a match. That matters. But no... Now you're not doing that, and you didn't put the title on her like you were supposed to, like you promised me when she returned with a faction. So now you have to figure out what she's going to, going to do. So, uh, Bianca versus Rhea, and Charlotte versus somebody, and then... Bailey versus somebody, and that person is not Rhonda. You better figure out what to do. Better figure it out fast. I'm. You remember when I did the uh, fantasy booking WrestleMania card in August, and I said that. Here's some easy answers for you. You do Bianca versus Charlotte as one of them. Bianca beats Charlotte. She beats the only horsewoman she hasn't beaten before. That's one match. You do Becky versus Ronda because you've been alluding to that for forever. That's two matches. You do Bailey versus Sasha at WrestleMania finally, like we were promised. But then, Sasha, you, you fuck her over one too many times and she finally leaves. So that's not even possible anymore, but that would have been three matches. And then you do Rhea versus Liv because they have, have history. And that's four matches. And then you have would have been able to do a women's tag title match with damage control involved in that. Uh, 
That's five. That's five perfectly good women's matches right there. Even if I hate Charlotte, even if I hate Ronda Rousey, that's five perfectly good women's matches that make sense to do. And we're gonna end up with maybe one match that makes sense, really. That was so easy. Like, I came up with that in two minutes. And you couldn't come up with that if you tried. But it was so simple. It was right there. Obviously, that was in August, and that was when we were in, uh, under the assumption Sasha was still in the company. And she was just going to be coming back months later, or whenever the fuck. But, yeah, Sasha's now Mercedes Monet in New Japan and Stardom. And she thinks she's in other Japanese promotions at the same time because she's name-dropping other people that don't go to the companies that she's wrestling in. But, okay. Uh, that's a different story. Uh, and she has a match with Kyrie in February, and that match will be great. Uh, whether she'll win the title or not, I don't know. But she, I mean, she only has a few appearances with them as of right now, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, debut is pretty great, except for her theme song was kind of blah. Well, well, we can admit that our theme song was bad. Uh, her hair is fine. She just wants you to talk about it. That, that's the point of the hair, is she wants you to talk about it. Uh, who could blame her? With all the bullshit that they've put her through. I can't blame her. Makes me sad. Makes me sad that WWE couldn't have treated her like the star that she is. Don't give me any shit that, oh, she she's no Charlotte. Fuck off with that garbage. Nope. Charlotte could never be here if she tried. She's probably tried. Charlotte tries to be a lot of other people who are better than her. Oh, she wanted to be paid as much as Charlotte or Becky. It's like, yeah, and... Even if you don't think she's as good as Charlotte or Becky, she should absolutely be making the same amount of money as them. Duh! That shouldn't be hard to complain of. That shouldn't be a talking point. Of course she should be being paid as much as them. All the four horsewomen should be being paid roughly the same. All of them. Like, you, they, could, they could all be a little bit different. But the first number of their contract should be equal, and the number of digits in their contract without decimal points should also be equal. Like, they should all be making roughly the same amount of money. Because they're all equally important to your company. Or they were. Now only three of them are, because one of them's gone, because you didn't pay them enough! There's no reason Charlotte and Becky should be making more than Sasha and Bailey. They should all be making roughly the same amount. If one of them should be making more than any of them, Becky 
then Bailey, then Sasha, then Charlotte. Becky, because she you actually push her like she's the number one star in your division and have have done so and get you the ratings to earn that. Bailey, then after that, for being a, a consummate professional her entire fucking career, still managing to be screwed over somehow, sometimes, even when she does get titles, but at other times you bury her to mediocre wrestlers like Alexa Bliss. So uh, there's that. Uh, but consummate professional doesn't complain, helps everyone, is one probably is absolutely one of the best people you have in your locker room. No debate. And ratings. Because when she and Sasha are together, ratings, proven, and that's proven. Sasha, after that, because she's the best wrestler out of all four of them. And ratings. Etc., etc. But you don't push her like you should. So I guess she can make a little bit less than Bailey. Bailey might even give her some of her money. I don't know. She's that good of a friend. I'm sure she would. Uh, and then Charlotte, because she's the best of the four at also just being there. And being pushed like the one at the top of these four but not getting you any of the ratings because she literally makes people change the channel. And she also is terrible at wrestling. So she's below Sasha for that. And she's not a consummate professional like Bailey. Every one of the other horsewomen is better at, at, at least one thing Charlotte is completely awful at. At least one thing for each of them. Becky, ratings, Bailey, professional, Sasha, better at everything involved with wrestling, etc. Also ratings, Bailey, also ratings, Becky, also ratings, Becky, also professional, Sasha, also professional. See? It's that easy. Charlotte should have been making the least of the four, and that's obvious to all of us that can think. Charlotte's one of the best in the business. Charlotte! No. Just because WWE pushes her like she's one of the best in the business does not mean she's one of the best in the business. You fell for it. You fell for it. You are their mark. You are all a bunch of marks. And they all conned you into it. And you fucking fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. It'd be a shame for you but you're probably more ashamed of yourself. It's that embarrassing.
Once again, have to pause. Okay, hopefully this is going to be the final part, and hopefully this won't even be super long, because this is a much longer podcast than I expected it to be. But, here we are. Uh, what else is there really to talk about? I don't think there's really much to talk about in WWE itself that we haven't already touched on enough, at least. Uh, we're not going to lock in any predictions for Royal Rumble. Too early for that. That's next week. Uh, uh, I don't know. This actually might be really, really short. I just don't like having to rush myself through conclusions of podcasts or anything. So that's why we have, uh, that's why we paused. Anyways, uh, Adam Cole came back on Dynamite last week. That was cool. That's good to see. Uh, it's been a long time. Missed him. Glad he's healthy. Uh, watched Russell Kingdom, obviously, considering we've already talked about one part of it. Uh, I don't know. I... Outside of Mercedes' debut, I mean, Kyrie versus Sam was good, but it was far too short. Far too short. Uh, everything else was just kind of eh. I mean, nothing made me mad. The only, like, the only other... I really liked the Omega versus Osprey match. Apparently, mo- most people I know didn't, I guess. Whatever. Uh, probably could. They probably. Uh, not knowing wh- what they really thought about it outside of the fact that they didn't like it, it my assumption is oh, it, it is far too ridiculous spots and all that shit, probably. Which. It got close for me. It got close to that. It, But it didn't quite get there. It didn't quite pass the line of. That was too much. That was too ridiculous. It got close at one part right after the one move off the top. Like, I don't know what it's called. Kenny's, it's not a super, it's like not a super back suplex or something, but it's that move. And then he pinned him and it was a kick out, but Kenny let him go. So Kenny let him go. (laughs) Simple as that. Uh, Also was entrance with Sephiroth. Always a win. Uh, But yeah, the rest of the matches... They weren't bad. They weren't notable. Nothing special. Uh, I did enjoy the junior title match. That's probably my third favorite match on the show. And even though I'm a huge fan of Hiramu, I was actually rooting for Master Wado at the end there. So, I guess that's good. They got me to like someone else that I haven't seen much of, so I guess that's good. But I will say after this one, uh, 
I would not be able to really get behind another Russell Kingdom, another year of just, hey, Okada wins, ha ha. I can understand it this year because of the whole celebration for Anoki, and like, of course he's going to win. There's no way he's going to lose. Not not when they're celebrating him, celebrating Antonio Anoki. Of course not. But. After this, like like next year, uh, it couldn't just be, hey, Okada's going to win the title again, or defend it, I guess, uh, successfully. I'm like, eh. I couldn't do it again. It's been, I mean, like, I understand he, he's the ace, and I, under, I understand he's been for years. Okay, I get it. But you have to move forward with other guys at some point, and... That some point has to be 2024. So, uh, Jay White might leave, I guess. Whether that means he goes to WWE or not, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, let's see. Any other really big talking points? That I'm missing. <sighs> Nothing that I can really think about. Nothing like... Not much. So, we're going to end this podcast here. It's been a pretty... It's pretty much been a two-hour podcast. I was certainly not expecting this to be that. Uh, but... I couldn't not talk about it. The, the company potentially being sold... To Sony Arabia. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, hopefully soon we will find out who they will actually sell to, and hopefully it won't be people who suck. And hopefully, uh, in a week or so I'll have more optimism of them making better decisions at Royal Rumble, but I don't know. We, we won't know until then, I guess. So, uh, anyways, have a good night.